Hey everybody and welcome to this edition of Overdrive Radio. I'm Overdrive News Editor James Gillette. It is October 16th, 2015. So what's up with rates? What's behind the numbers we're seeing? And what can we expect in the coming months and even in the next year with uh, gross rates on the spot market and maybe even on the contract side? I had the opportunity this week to talk to DAT's Mark Montague about those topics and a little bit more. Uh, Big thanks to Mark for talking with us this week. And here's the interview, which was recorded October 15th, 2015. Okay, Mark, well, first of all, thanks for uh, talking with me today. Um, And so I want to talk a little bit about rates, what what we're seeing nationally. And obviously rates have been trending down this year, uh, or or at least flat, um, coming off of 2014 when rates shot, shot way up and saw a lot of um, record numbers and that kind of thing. Uh, so, so what, what's behind the numbers we're seeing now? What's behind the the decline or the or the flatness in rates, so to speak? Um, uh, is it fuel surcharge or is it something else? Yes. Uh, as far as the rate declines that we've seen in the spot marketplace, about eighty percent can be attributable to fuel. So the rest is just uh, the switching around of the uh, supply and demand situation, and that. And on the spot market, the capacity has been a lot looser in 2015, especially in the last uh, three, three and a half months or so. Now, if you, if you measure rates outside of the fuel component, you've got a di- different picture for spot market rates versus contract rates. At DAT, we have uh, databases for both. Um, types of rate information, contract rates being the typically one-year rate agreements that are put in place between carriers and shippers to cover traffic. They could be renegotiated a little bit more often as needs change, but typically uh, we see that those types of rates at one-year intervals. Of course, spot market are pretty much supply and demand and the rates that we measure are between brokers and their carrier base, which is often smaller uh, carriers, small to medium-sized carriers. Large carriers play a little bit on the spot market, but it's usually low single digits. As far as the rate changes that we see, uh, year-over-year October, Spot market van rates are down 3.2% in the line haul portion. Flatbed rates are negative 4.9. In reaper spot market line haul rates are negative 4.4. Now, if you go over and switch that to contract rates, the line haul rate is up 4.7% year over year. Uh, flatbed rates are up 1%, and reefer rates are up 3.2% year over year. Now, those contract rate changes are slowing, though. Uh, we think that there was a lot of impetus with the uh, tightness in 2014 to start shippers looking to lock in their carrier base. The carriers knew they needed capacity, so they handed out um, some pretty good pay raises, uh, which helped attract uh, a few more drivers to large fleets. And uh, that's 
what the driving force is between the line haul rates portion. So important to realize about 80% of the, the rate drop that we've seen is attributable to fuel and depending on where you're looking at spot market or contract rates, you've got a different picture on the line haul rates. Okay, Mark, great. Uh, well, I've seen some reports that show that uh, the South right now is uh, trending very high as far as truckload rates are concerned. Can you tell me a little bit about what's behind that and uh, what else you're seeing regionally? Well, the Southeast region has, uh, is pumped up by auto production and, and uh, construction. Uh, now, I wouldn't say that that is universally true. It's, you have to really get into the details of Southeast region is typically strongest in the uh, second quarter, and there's there's been a fall off, uh, a sharp fall off in some markets. Of course, if you're talking refrigerated uh, produce out of the south is strongest in the uh, April, May, June period, and it's, it's very slow for produce right now. When you're talking flatbed, uh, construction season, you know, will stay in place well into the uh, fall season and winter months. So so those are pretty strong. But throughout both the Midwest and the Southeast, you see steel tapering off because of uh, less demand from the oil and gas industry. So I know that one of our competitors reported some strong data in the Southeast region, and I don't think we necessarily uh, agree with that. From what I've heard from the social media, there's a lot of debate about what's happening with rates in the Southeast region as well. So you really have to be careful when you make a blanket statement like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, when, where's uh, DAT seeing rates uh, the strongest regionally? And uh, what's DAT's outlook for 2016 as far as rates, either on the spot market or on the contract side? That's a pretty good question as far as 2016. As far as right now, I think we can say that Southern California is actually seeing some rate pressure from, uh, no doubt, um, pretty good volumes coming into the ports of Long Beach and Los Angeles and starting to drive some uh, um, freight for the Christmas for the retail season. We don't see that too much uh, elsewhere, although there was at least a bump. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that we had a strong quarterly close in September, but we at least had a bump in rates uh, in places like Dallas, Atlanta, and Chicago. And then we saw a pretty uh, pretty stiff fall off the first full week of October. So uh, there are a few other scattered places where we see rates strong. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina was wasn't too bad last week and there's pockets of the Pacific Northwest that are being driven by uh, seasonal crops which are driving both van rates and reefer rates. Uh, Pacific Northwest is typically backhaul territory for trucks that are out of that region delivering. Uh, within that region though, uh, freight is, is generally healthy. We're seeing some pockets of, of strength in the Midwest, but overall Chicago is not nearly as strong as it was a year ago or even two years ago. So, and Texas, of course, is down because of the uh, oil and fracking industry and on some other sectors that depend on income from that area for growth. 
So that's pretty much my synopsis. Um, northeast inbound could raise things up from other parts of the country that serve that, like the southeast and the Midwest, but we're still waiting to see that materialize. As far as the 2016 outlook, there's three things that are going to really control what rates do. Number one being the consumer, which has been missing in action as far as, you know, an offset. We, we thought lower gas prices would lead the consumer to spend more. It hasn't happened quite at the rate economists had hoped for. So that's a wild card for 2016. Another is oil. Where does the price of oil settle? Increasingly, it looks like it's going to be down and that's going to be a drag on the economy. Uh, third is regulation. And it's kind of like how that legislation is shaped, uh, the pace, the initiatives that are put forward, and how much it, it you know, scares capacity, which could exit the marketplace and result in a, um, a stop of, of, of these falling rates on the spot market. Now, that said, one important factor to keep in mind is that the ratio between spot market rates and contract is now larger than historic norms. One year ago, the uh, average van rate on the spot market was only 9% lower than contract rate, and that's quite a bit lower than the margin that brokers typically uh, seek, which says that their margins were compressed. That spread is now growing to 27 cents a mile, which is a 17.9%, almost 18% variance, which means that brokers can now start to underbid contract carriers uh, for control of of freight because these margins allow them to assemble a group of small and medium-sized trucking companies that can undercut the pricing of the large carriers. So we think that the spot markets lost ground against contract carriage and that this trend should start to reverse uh, at this time and throughout the, the fourth and, and first quarters of 2016. So I do see rates moderating, and a lot of it depends on, you know, what kind of economic growth we go into 2016. Uh, we see it somewhere between 0 and 2% just from listening to the economists and, and the factors that we see on our load boards and our internal data. Uh, that said, uh, there's always unanticipated events that come into play, and that's going to certainly have an impact on pricing going forward. Okay, and uh, this question is kind of out there, and uh, if you want to take a stab at it, you can. Uh, when we see um, regulations like an electronic logging device mandate, speed limiter mandate, um, whatever else may come along, uh, and those uh, likely could be implemented in the same year or within the same um, year to two-year time span, uh, what do you think what impact do you think that will have on rates? Uh, I know that's kind of hard to say because of economic conditions might change or uh, any other uh, long list of variables, but, but what do you see happening with something like an electronic logging device mandate or a speed limiter mandate or the both of those stacked on top of each other somehow? What, what type of impact would, do you think that will have on, on rates? Well, as I understand it, those, those types of things, they're going to publish the rules and there will be a about a two-year comment period or you know, time for 
the industry to weigh in and for adjustments. I, so I think 2016 is largely immune for those events, except in the, you know, the case of, of a driver thinking about becoming an owner-operator or, or somebody thinking about starting a small trucking company and having those upcoming mandates hanging out there. So I think the, the years of real change will be 2017 and 2018, and I believe the impact will be uh, perhaps more severe than the government is stating at this point in time. I think it'll pull a lot of capacity of the smaller carriers out of the marketplace, and that will result in, in higher rates and, in some cases, um, I'm thinking about rate increases certainly much higher than historic norms, you know, 5% plus. So uh, we'll all be watching carefully to see the shape of, of these final regulations and whether they come through individually or if they're stacked on top of each other. Uh, if, if multiple rules are stacked on top of each other, it could be uh, – a very tough thing for the industry to swallow and, and for the people that depend on the trucking industry because it could really remove a lot of capacity in a hurry. And a big thanks again to DAT's Mark Montague for all the time and the great information that he gave us this week. Until next time, Overdrive Radio. Overdrive Radio.